Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Joining us now is a professor at medicine at the NYU Langone Medical Center and author, contributor to Fox News. Please join me in welcoming Dr. Mark Siegel to the show. Uh, as you all know, Dr. Dr. Siegel is, uh, he is, you've seen him on Fox News, but uh, he received his uh, doctor of medicine degree uh, in New York, and uh, he is the author of many books. Uh, he has traveled with the National Quarantine Unit at Nebraska Medicine in 2020 to interview the team of scientists uh, who con- and as well as the uh, passengers who first contracted COVID-19, and he warned us about the coming pandemic. He's a member of the Board of Contributors at USA Today, columnist for Fox News, Wall Street Journal, and on, 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 and on. All right, that's enough. Dr. Siegel, how are you? That's enough, right, Judge? Yeah, that's and enough. I, Everybody if we were, knows if we were reading your bio, we'd be going on for the whole show. <laughs> I, you know what? People ask me, what's your bio? I just say three things. I'm DA, a judge, and now I'm with Fox. Anyway, look, Dr. Siegel. It, it appears that when the CDC uh, this week changed the quarantine from 10 to 5 days, and they said you don't need a test to get out of quarantine, why do you think they did that? Well, they had it changed from 10 to 5 days for scientific reasons, which they didn't explain well, which is that Omicron comes on quicker. It doesn't last as long, and, and you're more likely to get symptoms earlier in the game. And if you get three days without symptoms, the chances are 80, 90 percent that you're no longer contagious. But what got people nervous is it's not 100 percent. As you said to right. me on your show last night, Siegel, you could have a patient sitting next to another patient at five days that actually is contagious. And I, I was like, wow, that's a great example and of why you would actually need a rapid test, or maybe it should be seven days. I think that they were trying to make the point that 10 days is too long because the streets are going to be empty here. And the 10 days was a rigid rule in the first place that was applied for way too long. Well, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting that 10 days – was way too long. But what if you don't have Omicron? What if you actually have the COVID, the original COVID? Um, do they know the difference? Well, they're, knowing, they're learning the difference now. But one of the things, uh, you know, that was kind of revealed this morning on, uh, on, on uh, Dr. Walensky's interview with, with Brett Baer is that we're behind other countries. I mean, you know, we're not assembling the data fast enough here. I mean, Israel has better data. South Africa is almost like a laboratory for Omicron. And we learned everything we need to learn from South Africa. The wave came on strong and hot and burned hot, and then it went down. And, you know, now it's, it's smoldering and it's almost over, and that's what we're going to probably see here. We learned that the vast majority of the cases are mild. We learned that vaccination and boostering actually helps a lot to, make, to keep it mild. And one thing she also dis- disappointed me on this morning is, you know, this idea of getting over infection, Judge, if you've had a recent infection, you're going to make antibodies that protect you, and that's got to be factored in. And yeah, to say and they that, don't. Yeah, and they don't, and, they, and she wouldn't agree to it this morning either. It, it, it's not out that's of amazing. date and, and relating to other variants. It's true even against Omicron, meaning somebody gets over Omicron. You, you really want 
me to force somebody to, well, first of all, I don't believe in vaccine mandates with this. That's a whole other thing. But you don't want me to compel somebody to take a vaccine that's just gotten over the disease, do you? I think they've got antibodies from the disease. Well, every doctor that I've spoken to, and I have to tell you, Dr. Mark Siegel from NYU, that some of the doctors seem terrified of going against the, the, the administration policy because then they end up getting uh you know they end up getting banned and and uh you know like dr malone and 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 so many of the other doctors who recommend monoclonal antibodies like dr hariri last night who's you know one of the first in cell therapies in the country uh and you know he's like there are so many therapeutics that are out there and they're just vaccine 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 and the fact that they have to keep vaccinating us tells me the vaccines don't last that long unless they're into the money end of it i don't know but your antibodies should last longer than a vaccine correct no i i think both is, is true everything you just said there is true except that i would I, I i am a fan of the vaccines i think the vaccines don't last more than four or five months i think especially in this environment with so much virus i think right. you booster them is fine i think the boosters work but everything else you said completely agree with this administration and i call it operation snail speed where are the monoclonal antibodies? They're, they should be given to people vaccinated and unvaccinated alike who have severe breakthrough infections and are at risk should be getting these antibodies. And we get these brand new drugs that are very exciting, Paxlovid from Pfizer. Nobody can find them. You go to order them and it asks if your patient is black or white. I mean, it, it's a complete. You're kidding. They actually are asking that? You bet. You bet <gasps> they're asking that. And, it, and it's absolutely a travesty. The biggest tragedy isn't even that. It's that the drugs aren't even around. So I don't think it's an either or. I think it's vaccine plus booster plus therapeutics plus testing. We don't have any of this. All we have is the vaccine. They're a one-trick pony on the vaccine. Well, and you know what? Uh, what I don't like about this is that uh, Dr. Fauci uh, has the ability to invest in those vaccines and, uh, you know, his motivation is, is uh, as far as I'm concerned, based upon what I've looked into in terms of his background and doctors that I've spoken to, his motivation in, in some situations, uh, it seems to me, could be financial. But um, what about the PCR? Everybody, we were so weaned that you've got to take the PCR. The PCR is the best, most accurate test. Now they're saying it's going to say you're positive for three months. So why bother to take it? By the way, you were brilliant on that last night on your show. I thought I was talking to a to an immunologist. Actually, the the answer is that the PCR is useful to diagnose an infection, uh, even if you're asymptomatic. It is so sensitive that that it's the best we have. It's the gold standard at diagnosing an infection, but it is not, very poor at trying to track the progress of an infection because it measures any virus particle you have, so it stays. Mm positive for weeks and weeks often often not always even if if you're over the thing so we can't use it to say you're cured we can't use it to say that you you're no longer contagious you're probably no longer contagious and the thing stays positive so it's a one shot one shot charlie this 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 test you do it once to see if you have it it's the best test we have to diagnose it well i want to talk about schools now dr siegel you know uh in chicago uh, the teachers union, uh, it, it, it looked like they were going to do, uh, a, an illegal strike. 
Uh, I'm not sure if they're remote or not, but there's well over 4,600 schools in the United States that are either on lockdown or on remote. And what's so crazy about this is that Catholic schools, private schools, charter schools, religious schools, uh, all these schools have been open in precisely the same areas and kids have been going to school and getting an education and yet the public schools are not open. And and before I get to the question, I just have an opinion I want to throw out there to my listeners. You know, I loved my kindergarten teacher. She Her name was Mrs. Shepherdson. After I was a lawyer, I was still in touch with Mrs. Shepherdson. I loved that woman. And all of a sudden, you know, our regard for teachers is a lot less because what we've seen in this in this in this crazy post-COVID era are teachers who all of a sudden don't want to be in class with the least affected of the uh, Omicron uh, uh, kids. And it, it, it is... Go ahead, doctor. Hello. Doctor, can you hear me? I guess we missed the doctor. Ho- hopefully we'll get him back on. But what I want to do is I want to... My point to my listeners is that, you know, teachers are not held in such high regard as they used to be because it seems at every turn it's not enough. Chicago, over $1.8 billion spent on the Chicago schools, and these teachers still don't think it's safe for them. They're in school with little kids, and they want these kids to wear masks. They want them to wear masks, you know, when they go outside and play. This is ridiculous. This is totalitarianism. This is this is an instinct that is far too totalitarian, and they're causing damage to our kids in the public schools. And the kids that are suffering are the black kids and the brown kids, you know, in some of these lower income areas. And it's simply not fair. Do we have Dr. Siegel back? Yes, I'm, I'm on with you, and I and I heard it, and I have to tell you, go ahead. The biggest the biggest tragedy of this is actually medical. If you want to know what, what hypocrisy this is and how this is pure politics and not medicine, imagine what actually happens in terms of the virus when you send people home. You, they spread it. In an institutional setting, any kind of setting, a school, any kind of a school, you have people that you can monitor for symptoms. You can, you can monitor them for whether you want to test them or not or whether they have a vaccine or not or even offering them a mask, though not superimposing, a, a, you know, maiming somebody with a mask, but offering them. You have so many ways of ventilation. You send them out and they're busy playing outside or spreading it within the households. There's way more viral spread in the community from closing schools, and we saw that last year. That's going to happen this year. They don't have a stick of science to stand on in terms of closing these schools. And I didn't even mention all of the damage you do to children by closing schools, which you were, you were talking about. Yeah, well, t- well t- t- tell, tell my listeners. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Well, look, first of all, if you can't play with another kid, you end up with anxiety and with depression. We already were dealing with a rising amount of, of depression and, and anxiety and suicidal thinking on the part of our children because of social media. So now all you got is social media. All you got is your iPhone. 
You don't even see your friends. Then you don't get you don't get proper meals the way you do at school. You don't get developmentally screened if you have a problem. You don't get immunizations against other diseases. You don't get eye care. You don't get dental care. You don't get to know whether you're seeing your pediatrician or not. All of this stuff is in jeopardy. And the worst of all are the mental health issues, tremendous mental health issues. And, and an interesting study out of Lancet that looked worldwide at this problem is they concluded that it was due to decreased mobility. You can't have kids sheltering in place. Kids have to move around or they're not going to be healthy. Kids need to play. You know what? That's a great point because they, they do need to move around. They do need to play. And then, Dr. Mark Siegel, at the other end of the spectrum, in the universities, uh, you know, the, the, the study that I looked at last night, you know, in the universities, they're not letting them off campus. They, they, they have to quarantine. They, they can't come out. They'll send food in once a day. That's crazy stuff. Especially since... By the way, all of that leaves out the most important thing, which is Omicron is spreading anyway. Judge, it's spreading like wildfire. I mean, can you imagine imprisoning somebody and right next to them? Now, how about this? The guy who brings them food and slips it under the door, and, and you're mentioning a, a, a really great article by Marty McCary on this, but, they, right. but they, 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 they slip this under the door. The guy who's doing the slipping has COVID, right? So yep. they get it anyway, or they, or, they, or they catch it that way anyway. There's so much Omicron around that all of these, pre, these primitive techniques, cruel techniques, even the, and they didn't work to begin with because they're based on 1918 flu uh, public health, this is for a virus that's much less contagious than this one. And now Omicron, even more contagious, they don't work at all. So all they are is superimposed totalitarian brutality. Well, you know what? I, uh, hopefully, uh, and Joe Biden, and honestly, I mean, my take on all this is, you know, that they're, they're going to change things before the, before the midterms. But my final question, Dr. Siegel, when will this be over? Well, we're heading in a direction where it may become endemic, meaning that I, I don't think that there's going to be another variant coming along anytime soon that can outcompete Omicron. I think Omicron is so easily transmissible. It's three to four times more transmissible than Delta. It wiped Delta right off the map. It's milder than Delta. I mean, if you're seeing in the numbers, if you're, if you're seeing almost a million cases a day, Judge, it's actually somewhere around 5 to 10 million because we don't have the rapid tests to even tell if people have it. <laughs> and people, you know, people have a cold, they probably have it. 5 to 10 million cases a day, that's 300 million at the end of the month. I think over the next few weeks, a lot of America is going to be exposed to this thing and develop antibodies, and we're going to see a lot less cases and head into a seasonal situation. So my prediction is, and I could be wrong, my prediction is another few weeks of this very hot burning fire, and then it's going to, it's going to smolder out. Well, let's hope so. And, you know, even, you know, even if there is another variant, I mean, we've just got to learn to live with this. Anyway, Dr. Mark Correct. Siegel from NYU, uh, we appreciate your insight. As I said to my listeners, you've been on this from day one. Thank you so much. Always great to be on with you, Judge. It's a pleasure and an honor. And I'm going to read your bio the next time. That's all we're going to have time for. <laughs> no, we're not. Goodbye, Dr. Siegel. Bye.